Welcome back to I Can't Believe They Just Did That. Our next audio clip features two well-known podcasters from the Sick and Wrong podcast tasting jizz for the first time. You thought it was going to be in a bottle with like a label and a screw top. I thought I was going to say XXX on it, you know, or <laughs> no, it's, XX. It's in a jar. Yeah, it's a mason jar. Is that yeah. mason jar? It says filled mason with right that, on it. Filled with liquid. I'll, I took a picture of it. I'll put it up on the uh, website. But I advise that you drink this stuff slowly. It has a tendency to sneak up on you. And if you drink too much too fast, you will get sick. Consider yourself warned. Should we do a shot first? Before we go into the package? I'm, uh, uh, you know what? Let's, let's do this, dude. Because this stiff uh, smells pretty wicked. And, uh, yeah, it smells really harsh. Mm-hmm. But maybe I hope even we're stronger. not the first people to test this batch, because we could go blind. All right, cheers. Cheers. Oh, oh dude. It's actually not that bad. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> that I didn't just, burn uh, your whole throat. Look at me. I'm not even coughing. <clears throat> it's got a really it bitter aftertaste. <laughs> I swear to God. I might have another it's shot. Like, that's not half bad. I think I just, you know how sometimes you do a bad shot and you do, or you can do a good shot where like you really get it all down quickly. I think I just had a good shot. I think I, you got a bad I don't one. know, man. That, that stuff is pretty strong. I can actually even taste the, the aftertaste here. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. Oh, well, it's Wackerly. What's up, Wackerly? I'm glad you made it like in. Shit. How's the uh, swine flu? It sucks. Is that what you have over there? No, I think I have like fucking uh, creeping. Gay bowel disease? It's not gay. <laughs> it's like flesh-eating lung fucking consumption or something. I know. I was going to wear my SARS surgical mask today. You but be. then no, I, I forgot it, and now I, I see you blowing into that snot rag that's yeah. just diseased. This thing needs to be in a like CDC hazmat container when I'm done with it. Actually, probably right now it needs to be, but it's really awful. <laughs> Dude, seriously, keep your infectious pathogens on that side of the room. Do we need to make a bubble? I, you should be in a bubble. I, I, I seriously like you know. I'm I'm worried that it might be swine flu. You, actually, you don't think it's swine flu at all? No, because what what makes something the flu? You know what it is when you eat pork. No, it's diarrhea or vomiting. And I haven't had diarrhea. and I haven't been vomiting. Uh, okay, so, so there's been no. So you've just had just a really severe cold. Yes, extremely severe. It's like. I'm getting better now, but it feel it felt like if you like soaked an orange in gasoline and then just jammed it down your throat. <laughs> Damn, Jesus. Imagine that. Yeah, that sounds pleasant. And I kind of look like a severe, like five year long habit meth head right now. You know, looking at you, you're I've nose... got like scabs on my face from ripe, wiping my nose so often, and like I'm all broken out and. Acne. Yeah, I was about it's to awesome. say your nose is much redder than usual. Yeah, 
It's, it's, it's like I, I, I figured like the drinking broke some more capillaries, or is it just <laughs> fuck off? <laughs> it's the cold. Well, uh, Wackerly, I'm glad you made it in. That's why the show is a day late today. Because uh, yeah. yesterday, I'm all hopped up on Dayquil too, so that's gonna be make for some excitement. Well, yesterday you sounded near death. I called you up. And I was like, so uh, we're gonna do the show around seven. You're like, uh, no. Can't get out of bed. <laughs> I and think I, at first I was like, fuck you. Yeah, I mean, you did tell me to fuck off a couple times, so it, it's good to have you here, but yeah, I'm going to have to keep my distance here. You're I'm like, worried we about contracting. <laughs> yeah, we got dildos to sell, you know, vibrators to shill. We got business product. to take care of here, Wackerly. Yeah. So, well, uh, you'll probably get sick from me being here, and then, then the tables will be turned. Yeah, please don't spit on my furniture. Um... How, what would you think of that new sick and wrong? Uh, I wouldn't call it a sweeper, maybe like a promo that uh, we played at the beginning of the show. It's about oh, us great. drinking a uh, bottle of jizz. Kind of interesting. I, oh. You know, from time to time, we have uh, creative fans who. Uh, I wasn't know, listening when you played that sweeper, but yeah, it's great. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're, you're just upset about the way you're portrayed. Um, not that I look that cool drinking a cup full of jizz, but, uh, we, we got an email from uh, Eldon here, one of our creative fans. He says, good morning, gen or good afternoon, gentlemen. My name is Eldon. I live in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. I've been listening to your awesome podcast since episode 126. I turned a buddy of mine, Doug, onto your show when I played every episode of your show they had on my iPod during a drunken weekend at the cabin three days straight. Eldon and Doug at the cabin, <laughs> out at the cabin. drinking and yeah. listening to uh, Sick and Wrong for three I days. I if Kendra came by at any point. It sounds like no girls allowed. No. I don't know. Yeah, I think club. that's a Canadian camping trip. Yeah. Anyway, I created a little uh, homage here to you both, and I hope you like it. Sorry, Lance, but you came out looking like quite the moumon in this clip. Moumon is French slang for weak, girly man. Huh. Enjoy and keep up the great podcast. See, that's my problem. We are both drinking cum, but you had like a lot more style and masculinity about it where I sounded like a fag. Well, you know, I, th I think it's funny, though, that someone would, would create something of us uh, both drinking cum and calling you a girly man, yet he's in a cabin with another dude listening to Sick and Wrong for three days getting drunk. Right. I wonder how many days it took him to come up with this idea. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, but thank you, Eldon, for sending it in. It always impresses me when we have our uh, creative fans. Good um, job. Yeah, distort our words and, uh, yeah, bastardize our podcast. It's nice. Uh, thank you, Eldon. Uh, so, Wackerly, uh, other than the swine flu, how's your week been? That's It's all but swine flu, dude. And it's not swine flu. I, what We need a different name. The pork cold. <laughs> <laughs> the Consumption. Yeah. I don't know. Gout. <laughs> yeah. Gout is something else. I don't know. You, you've I've just been in been... a haze of drugs and chloroseptic. No drinking the whole week? Fuck no. No smoking? This is the first. Uh, now I've given up and I'm doing the cowboy cure. <laughs> I'm just drinking, <laughs> drinking whiskey, whiskey for this podcast and I'm hoping that's going to help. Usually I don't get sick because I think of all the alcohol I ingest. It just kills all germs in my body. My body's completely... Uh, what's the word? Uh, it's just immune sterilized. to alcohol. <laughs> you cracked me up today when I called you. You're like, yeah, I'll come down to do the show, but uh, no beer today. I'm just drinking whiskey. Because beer makes your colds worse. Whiskey sometimes can snap you out of it. Listen, children, the medicinal properties of whiskey by Lance Wackerly. That, for many, <laughs> come on, you've seen, you've seen westerns, right? 
That's what you do. Yeah, you get shot in the foot, drink some whiskey. Yeah, get sick, drink some drink whiskey. Drink some whiskey. Right. No, you know, I, I believe me. I, I always wondered why my mom made us drink uh, bourbon and uh, brandy when we were kids. And I always thought there were some healing properties with it. But then I realized she just wanted us to pass out and shut the fuck up. Yeah. So, so she could shag your dad. Yeah. <laughs> in peace. Get shagged by the rabbi. So, Wackerly, I ended up having kind of an eventful week this week. On Monday, I had jury duty. Oh, yeah? The thankless job. It's a thankless job. I've never had to go. Dude, Uh, believe me, I've been to hell, and I've lived to talk about it. Well, tell me about it, then. Jury duty's awful. You know, I hope you never actually have to go. And it's funny to me, because... That's one of the main reasons, like, I, I never registered a vote, and I never have a valid driver's license. It's because that's the way they catch you. They go through the DMV records, and they go through you know, people who've registered to vote. It's so, all, all about your aversion to jury duty? Well, that's the main <laughs> reason. I ain't voting, because I ain't going to be on a jury. And my indolence. <laughs> but you know what? You know, I blame this all on Obama. I was thinking, you know, I really want to see a black man in the White House, and I believe what Obama has to say, so I'm going to register to vote this time. And look what happens. And look what happens. I get fucking jury duty. That's what happens. So usually, I mean, I'd say 90% of people I've, I've talked to about jury duty say, yeah, you call the night before. And uh, they usually say, yeah, you're dismissed. You I even filled out a form once and just mailed it in. And then I called the next day or whatever, three days later to check and say, hey, did you get that form that says I don't want to do jury duty? And they're like, yeah, you're out. And they just dismiss I you. just put I had like business travel that day. So I don't think – maybe they're cracking down now. I've heard that they're cracking down. And so, uh, they're – yeah. So tell me, to, what, how, tell me how it goes so now because I Monday, Monday, like I called on, uh, on uh, Sunday night. I checked their website and it said Group 602 needs to report at 8.30 a.m. at uh, 850 Bryant, the Hall of Justice. Is that close by? Is that, no, that, it's that's like that Bryant new building? 7th. No, it's like the – I think it's been there forever. Which okay. is kind of funny. Have you ever actually been to the Hall of Justice? I think I've walked by it. You get to see all the derelicts standing outside waiting to uh, waiting for their court hearing. It's like all the gangsters who've been busted with uh, dealing weed. Right. It's it's pretty funny. You so do small time enough that they're not like in custody. No, they're just they're just they have to be there. Discharged. And they're just kind of sitting out there, and they 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 seriously will talk shit to every girl who walks into the building. It's <laughs> worse great. than a construction society. <laughs> it's way worse. Uh, but anyway, so I get there at eight thirty. You go check in. And then they, 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 they lead you into this room, the jury assembly room, which is this huge room just full of miserable people. How I mean, many packed people a capacity. Are there, like, I mean, there must have been, no, there must have been like 300 people. And they're trying to, they only need 12, right? Or 20 because they need alternates? No, but what they do is they have like 50 people for, they assign you 50 people to each, uh, to each court case. And they had oh. court cases all day. Okay. And so you can either get like a civil case or criminal case. So, I mean, there's, you know, they, they definitely need, a, you know, many jurors. But everyone in there is just absolutely in a state of misery. I mean, it reminded me of kind of like either being at the DMV, yeah. you know, for hours on end, or, um, or uh, being at, like finding out that your plane's delayed for six hours. Because you're sitting in a room with people you've never <laughs> met before. Now, do you have seats? No, I, I didn't even have, there's so many people, I, could, I had to just stand there. And then they, then they come, the guy comes in the room and it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's so like, uh, you're, so you're standing up <laughs> me along with 50 other and people. I assume there's fluorescent lights. 
Oh, it's fluorescent lights. I mean, there's flu- the places like, uh, yeah, there's fluorescent lighting. There's some like magazines from 1985 sitting on a table. Um, I think there's uh, there's a water cooler with uh, little styrofoam cups. You can get yeah. some water, coffee, and then there are two coffee, no coffee. Oh, and that, then there could, are that could have brightened up the two day. like um, you know old TVs and just kind of sitting there. And then uh, they play a video for you, a video from like yeah 1989 about being a jury duty, about being a jury. <laughs> the yeah. last thing you want to watch. Oh, dude, you're sitting- I know how it is. I'm experiencing it. And you're sitting there watching this, and it's just like. I've maintained contact with all my fellow jurors. I've made some lifelong friendships. And I'm looking around the room being like, you know, I wouldn't want to be friends with any of these fucking people. But just confirm my By definition, though, isn't it supposed to be a random cross-section of society? Like, it were, is, Weren't though. there any hot ladies there? You know, at first, there, there were a couple hot chicks that were just kind of... I mean, everyone in there is just so miserable <laughs> that you're not going to like sit down and be like, hey, There's some guy at the door. You get duty, too. There's some guy at the door just handing out the... Oh, wait, you're a hot chick. You don't have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> you can get a hot chick pass. Just, dismissed, just go home. Dismissed. Go home. No, there's like foreign people. Uh, there's, uh, you know, trolls that just came out of their parents' basement for the first time. You know, I mean, just a lot of uh, senior citizens... Well, it's, what this really speaks to is how rare it is for attract. There aren't that many attractive people. No, there really aren't. Most people, and when I say most, I mean like the vast majority of people are disgusting. Dude, I was playing that game because I was so bored. I didn't even, you know, it didn't even occur to me to bring a book. Yeah. So I, I mean, you didn't just, bring a book. No, I didn't bring a book. I just kind of thought I'd go there, sign some papers. <laughs> You know, some paperwork and then leave. Oh, you're it's, a moron. So I'm just kind of sitting there looking at everybody playing the, like, would I fuck her game? And seriously, there's maybe two girls. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no. Oh, hell no. Well, the other thing is hot chicks don't vote. Like, they could give a fuck. Yeah, no. <laughs> they, like, they couldn't care less. They're too busy getting shit bought for them by their sugar daddies to go vote. Well, so what they do is, uh, yeah, I think hot chicks don't even have a valid driver's license. No. Somebody drives them around. Yeah, exactly. So what they do is they assign your name to a court case and they come by and they, you know, like periodically read like 20 names off and you go to a courtroom and then you find out if you're going to be selected for, you know, this particular trial. So I sat from eight 30 to one 30. They never even called my name until two o'clock. Finally, I go into this courtroom and as it turns out, I mean, there's, there must've been like a hundred people in there and there's the, uh, the defense attorneys are sitting with a defendant and the prosecution sitting there. And uh, then the judge comes in and they instruct you what to do, and uh, the judge actually was informing us about the case. Uh-huh. It was, and turned out it was a criminal case about a murder. Well, that, uh, happened. if you're going to do jury duty, you should go big, right? No, totally. I was like kind of stoked at first. I'm like, wow, this is actually kind of cool. It's a murder. Because yeah. usually you hear about these horrible civil cases like insurance fraud or something that you have to, you have to be on a jury Which for. can still go on forever, right? I mean, imagine that. You're like in some court case that has to do with like some bylaw or technicality in a contract and they argue about it for three weeks. Like, well, it doesn't really mean that. It means this. Well, how could it mean that when it was clearly intended to mean this other thing? Mind-numbingly we boring. Yeah. Seriously. And it, but, I mean, those are generally they bring in experts about verbs and stuff. Like, I'm a college English professor <laughs> and uh, this word, the root, comes from the 16th century. And, yeah, dude, seriously. Sorry. It's like you just want to swallow a cyanide tablet. <laughs> so at least you got a murder charge. Thing. Yeah, but I mean, but in general, the murder trials last a bit longer than the a civil bit, trials. Probably, yeah. But what's interesting about this one, oddly coincidental, is that uh, this actually happened in the Tenderloin, a block away from where you know the Sigurong Studio is, 
right so you're over representing at, your neighborhood at this point. Yeah, right over at High Nellis. Uh, this man, Frank Green, um, who was present in the courtroom that day in 2005, allegedly tossed Sierra Davis out a sixth floor window. Uh-huh. Yeah, witnesses reported hearing him, uh, them arguing, and then uh, Davis went out the window. Uh, she said, get your stuff out of here. I'm sick of you. And then he chucked her out the window. And he was <laughs> cursing her the entire time while she was falling. Apparently, he considered her part of his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what why I was kind of bummed that I, I couldn't do this, this trial, is because Police later interviewed witnesses, and this is according to this article here, who said Green had been in a killing rage at the time of the incident. Imagine the witnesses that lived in this Tenderloin residential hotel are going to, who are going to testify at this trial. Hoping. Shenanigans. Well, plus hoping that he doesn't get off, right? <laughs> oh, dude. Because <laughs> I'm sure you go back to living in the same place, and you're going to have to pass him by in the hall and be like, oh, hey, what's up, Frank? Dude, talk about... Oh, you mean that trial thing? Don't worry about it. Talk that about... Was just, that was crazy. That talk day. about a menacing stare. This, <laughs> this guy, like, turns around because the judge introduced everybody to us. They're like, here's Frank Green, the defendant. Yeah, I mean, you just look like a black guy that would shank you in prison. I mean, he was like six five. He was just with this really like evil look on his face, and I'm just you know, like, dude, the, you're so guilty. <laughs> but as the judge, like, uh, Mr. Green, please don't glare at the jurors. <laughs> Make yeah, stabbing exactly. motions with your hand. You'd think he would wave and be really like yeah. polite and friendly, but Wear no. Instead, he just kind of looked at us with this like venomous hatred, and it was just like, wow, nice. Uh, yeah, Frank Green, you're going to the chamber. He wears his heart. You're going to the chamber of death, buddy. <laughs> he wears his heart on his sleeve. So Can't help it. basically what they make you do is um, they say, if you want to be a juror, that you got to fill out this questionnaire. Or if you can't do the trial, you have to fill out a hardship claim, uh-huh. which is like a little piece of paper saying so why you can't you do, do it. Well, the trial started uh, yesterday, this Wednesday, till uh, mid-June. He, I mean, this is a prospective date. I mean, he said it could go on till July. Uh-huh. 9 a.m. to 4.30, Monday through Thursday. Well, it wouldn't interfere with the podcast, so I don't see why you can't do it. <laughs> Dude, who can do it? If you have a full-time job, how can you do that? How can you commit to that much time? There's now no what, way I can miss that much work. That's what I understand. They pay you, right? Like the uh, Yeah, uh, $14 a day. Oh, <laughs> pretty sweet wages there. <laughs> and now, does your job have to pay you? It depends on the job. I think my job actually would pay me. Yeah. But then I would still have to do my work afterwards. Because my girlfriend did jury duty, and, and her job wasn't paying her. Like, they're not allowed to – they're prohibited by law from firing her. Like, they have to retain her job, but they, like, weren't paying her. So they give her, like, an administrative leave or something? Or yeah, jury something leave? like that. And she was making the $14 a day. How long, how long was she in, on trial for? Well, she wasn't on trial. Or in the trial. <laughs> how long was she involved with the trial? Um – I don't think she ever, she had to go for like three days or something, and I don't think she ever made it to the point where she was actually sitting in on the hearing. But so she didn't make it through. Her? No, she they, she didn't get dismissed. She was like kept around as an alternate or something. I, I don't really remember because it's one of those things that your girlfriend starts talking to you about and you, you just start surfing the internet out. while you're talking on the phone. You're like, you're yeah. not naked. I'm not paying any attention yeah. to you. By the way, I'm going to get yelled at. For this <laughs> so. But no, they choose 12 jurors and then three alternates. Only three? I thought it was more like eight or something. No, it's three alternates. Okay. And so I was thinking, you know, if looking at that questionnaire, because the, the girl next to me is filling it out, 
as soon as I filled out that questionnaire, there are questions like, have you ever been a victim of violent crime? You know, uh, do you have any, have fr- you? do you have any friends that are, you know, African American? It just got on and on. It's just like, what do you think of people who claim to have bipolar disorder? Well, now, you know what you're supposed to answer, right? Oh yeah, I know exactly. But I was thinking, uh, dude, I would have been like, yeah, you know, my mother is raped by a black guy. <laughs> I mean, I was going to wear my I Hate Kike shirt that day, but I'm glad I didn't because it didn't really would have been, you know, kind of a null and void. Just don't wear a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> or wear a cutoff shirt. If it needs to get by the technicality, wear a cutoff shirt that's actually cut off above your nipples. <laughs> actually, that would be kind of cool. Uh-huh. I might get dismissed It's a that. shirt. It's a shirt. Trust well, me. If it has sleeve holes, it's a shirt. So next week, I have to go back to Detroit to uh, help my dad move. So I, I couldn't you know, commit to the trial anyway. So I filled out a hardship form, which basically said I have to go on a, you know, vacation next week. And so now I'm, I got a postponement of my jury duty. I got to go back at the end of July. Well, at least this time you'll know to bring a book. Oh yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm going to bring a book, but some porno bags, but so what, what they make you do though, and this is the worst part. So after sitting in that room for five hours, they make you fill out the form and then you go back to the room and you can't Why does leave. it take five hours to get to the part where you fill out the form? Because they didn't assign me to a trial yet. I mean, it's, it's completely random. Why don't they just bring in the number of people that they need to assign to a trial and like tell the next people, like, okay, you come in at 10, well, it depends you guys on, come in at 11. That, that's what they should do, but yeah, it depends on how many that? trials. I think it's just uh, it's arbitrary how many trials are going to occur during that day. <laughs> I mean, I think you they have a general bullshit. idea. Oh, dude, it's total bureaucratic bullshit. It's just they don't bullshit. have their shit together. It's like they could do that, but it would take, you know, some city court worker like an extra half hour of the day to like figure that out. Exactly. And, and she or he is just like, fuck that. Well, so dude, <laughs> I'm not doing the, that. you know, after five hours, they send me back to the room, and and you know, it's like you can't leave. I mean, you're, you're waiting for them to call your name. You don't want to get charged. $1,500 if you shirk your jury duty responsibilities. Is there a smoking area where you can go smoke? You could go outside and smoke, uh-huh. I'm, I'm sure. But uh, but anyway, I was just like, whatever. I'm just going to sit here, and this is fine. And so I'm sitting there in the chairs, just pissed off, filled out my form, waiting, for the, waiting to find out if I'm going to get postponed or if I have to show up for jury duty. And this dude wheels into the room. And as I mentioned before, it's a cross. I mean, it's a very eclectic mix of people. Some dude, and I'm just amazed that this dude would even register to vote. He had no arms. He had no legs. He's in, the, he's in one of those motorized wheelchairs that you operate with your chin. Uh-huh. And he just kind of cruises in the room and just rolls right over my foot. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, Jesus, hey, dude. And he's like, watch out. And then just rolled out of the back of the room, turned around, and just kind of sat there. Yeah, really? What the fuck are you going to do? <laughs> well, that, that's what I was thinking. And I'm looking at him, and I was just like... You know, excuse me. You know, I almost did the Steve Martin, like, excuse me. And, I mean, you know, I'm looking at him like, you know, whatever. That would have been really funny. Yeah. Well, a few, <laughs> well, a few minutes later, I was just, I didn't have a book, but I was, you know, texting people on my phone. I look up. The guy's totally mean mugging me. Because he knows me. you're not going to do shit. Uh, you know, but what made you're me... a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, but well, seriously, what are you going to do? Tip his wheelchair over? Then well, everybody's glaring at you because you just, like, tipped over a cripple. It made me think about the uh, the congenital amputee guy that fought the MMA fight this past weekend. You hear about this guy, Kyle Maynard? Mixed martial artist. <laughs> well, he no wanted limbs. to be a mixed martial artist. Yeah. Dude has no arms, no legs. Yeah. 
It kind of looks like his uh, DNA got mixed up in a fucking blender. <laughs> I got crossed with a lobster or something. I don't, I don't know. But I'm sitting there thinking, I was just like, I wonder if I could kick this guy's ass. And I'm like, of course I could kick this guy's ass. I mean, I was just thinking, you know, but if I did... Well, back to the definition of contracts and words and arguing about them till the end of time... What does could mean? <laughs> could you kick his ass? Well, Physically? Yes. But could you break through the societal fucking faux pas and, you know, uh, borders? Of beating a cripple? Of beating a cripple in, in a crowded room full of 300 people. I don't think you could do that. No, I, I think I would have defied social mores if I would have beat that cripple to You wouldn't just defy them. You would be, like, way, way, like, over the line. Like, you wouldn't even be able to see the line anymore. Well, it was funny because, I mean, after a few minutes, I, just, I noticed him staring at me, and I kind of look at him, and I'm just like, what? You know, what are you, you know, like, you going to do? You have no arms or legs. You're going to bash me with your wheelchair? You're going to run into like, me or I'm something? Gonna stare at you, you fucking Jew bastard. Basically, that's all he did. And then, What are you going to do? Well, I didn't do anything. I mean, I was debating. You got punked out by the crip. I did get punked out by the crip, but it was exactly, I was thinking, you know. The story shouldn't be about how you had jury duty. The story should be how you got punked out by a cripple. I got punked out by a cripple in the jury assembly room. But it made me mad, and and, and so I was leaving. I, you know, I left. The, they, they eventually ended up uh, granting me a postponement, so I got to go back in July, and if that cripple's there that time, he's going to go <laughs> It's going to be on. Here's but, what you should do. Rent a wheelchair and go in yourself pretending to be a cripple, then you can beat his ass. Yeah, but I mean, it still wouldn't be fair because he had no arms and legs. I obviously have arms and legs. What am I going to do? Hit him, headbutt him? Um. Yeah, you gotta uh, out cripple him somehow. Can you uh make it seem like you're blind? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I was wondering Wear some how. Dark glasses. Well, I kept wondering how is this guy? You know, how could he possibly fight? And then I saw the video of Kyle Maynard who fought the MMA fight on a Saturday night. I heard about that thing, but I didn't see it. So, I mean, do you have reason to be fearful? I- can't you know, imagine that the Kyle guy uh, did very well. Well, everyone was kind of like thinking this is going to be a sideshow, you know, spectacle here. You got this guy, right. no arms or legs, fighting an able-bodied man. And I, I guess this Kyle Maynard dude. He doesn't have like an eight-foot tongue that acts like an appendage, a prehensile tail tongue or anything, does he? They can no, like he, shoot out and wrap around your neck. I wish he did. It'd make, it th- it'd make the fight a lot more interesting. Well, you think maybe that'd be something they'd hold back as a surprise. Yeah, and once the fight started, like, oh my god, he's choking him with his tongue. <laughs> no, he's got these kind of like six inch stumps, but the dude moves like, I mean, he's fast. He's fast. He, he can run. I bet you he can move faster than we could. Like in a foot <laughs> That's race. That's not saying very much. <laughs> Is he like a cheetah <laughs> or just faster than us? That's not. Dude, Impressive. he run. He walks on all fours. Like we'll we'll post this video on the main page, sickerrongpodcast dot com, and you can watch when he walks into the cage match. And he doesn't really walk. He's on all Crawls. four on all four stumps. I don't know. His stumps into the cage match. You see him kind of stumping along, like you know. I mean, he's limber. I mean, he's agile. And then when the fight starts, basically this dude, uh, who his opponent. It's just kind of keeping his distance. And I guess this Kyle Maynard is a wrestler. He's wrestled for years. And, he's and a- once you're in the ri- once the cripple goes into the ring, all those social more things that we were talking about are out the window, right? You're yeah, allowed there's no to beat more, the more- shit out of him. Dude, this is MMA. You could stomp on the guy. You could punch him in the face. I think they had some regulations with uh, this guy. 
with Kyle Maynard because they said, you know, no kicking to the head. Uh-huh. I mean, dude, he couldn't block. And so basically, uh, Kyle Maynard was a wrestler. Because he's a fucking gummy bear trying to fight you. <laughs> I mean. Essentially. Yeah. But uh, the, this Kyle Maynard wanted to uh, be in the MMA. And I guess he was like uh, requesting the state of Georgia to uh, permit him to fight in MMA. Georgia's like. No arms or legs. Sorry, dude. No. Every state pretty much denied it. <laughs> and they allow hog dog in Georgia, okay? <laughs> Where you have a dog fighting a hog. Fighting a hog. Yeah, exactly. But no, um, you know, no uh, quadruped here. <laughs> <laughs> fighting an able-bodied guy. But the only one, the one state that was like, all right, sounds good to me, Alabama. Alabama. Anything goes in Alabama. This is why I love our federalist system, right? Because it's not like one big country where we just have one set of rules. You can always go to Alabama and do shit. <laughs> exactly. You go down to Alabama, go to Louisiana, and you can pretty much get away with anything. Um, so despite being born without full arms or legs, Maynard still got a chance to go into a chain link cage and challenge himself as well as the guy in the opposite corner. Uh, the 23-year-old from Suwannee, Georgia, was born with a condition known as congenital amputation, in which his arms end above the elbows and his legs taper off well above his knees. Despite that, he spent most of his life in physical competition, playing youth football, which I don't even quite understand what position he'd play other than the ball. <sighs> I don't even know. Uh, wrestling at his high school and, and at club level, and uh, wrestling, I can almost see because how do you put a hold on some guy who doesn't have any limbs? Dude, it's amazing. If if you YouTube this guy's name and watch some of his wrestling, bouts, but at the same time, how does he pin somebody without any limbs? Dude, he can. I mean, the the thing is the, the the thing. The guy is so fast. He's spinning around. The guy, no one can actually pin him down. But it's but how, this is what I'm saying. How does he pin you? It's like With having those a, nubs. It's like having a tick. You just stand up and you're not pinned. It's like having a big tick on you on no, your body. Those nubs, dude, are powerful. The guy weightlifts with those nubs. I mean, it's he's got all I muscle nubs. Yeah, but aren't they like six <laughs> inches long? Well, they go down from shoulder to elbow. Okay, but I mean, it can wrap you up. I, th- I think he, I don't think he'd have a problem pinning one of us. Well, plus his weight class is like an infant, right? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he, he wrestles like eighth graders. And so this uh, past Saturday was his first foray into the violent world of MMA. Uh, he lost a unanimous decision to Wisconsin's Brian Fry on oh, Saturday that's night. Too bad. <laughs> I would have actually been quite pissed off if I had to fight him. I mean, would you have been pissed? Would yeah. you have, would I mean, you have just, fought him if you're an you, MMA guy? If you guy? lose, you lose. If you if you lose, you really lose. You're like, that <laughs> fucking quad just beat your ass. And if you win, you lose. Everybody's like, you're a dick. Yeah, it's just like, dude. Uh, I wonder what the odds in Vegas were. <laughs> 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 one billion to one. Well, this this guy Fry here, Brian Fry, kept Maynard at a distance the entire time with open hand punches and downward stiff arms. Never and, even and allowed him a chance. Jumping over him like a bug. <laughs> Well, dude, you watch watch the uh, YouTube clip right, here. Yeah. Uh, you didn't even give him a chance to utilize his wrestling abilities. But, you know, the whole time I'm watching this, I'm thinking, what's worse? Getting beat by a guy who has no arms or legs or getting beaten by a girl? A guy with no arms or legs. I think guy with no arms or legs. You've seen Xeno Warrior Princess. That chick could kick my ass ten times over. Yeah, no. I, I, I imagine I'd enjoy it. But a, but a guy with no arms or legs, I mean, that's basically like getting... I wouldn't be even be, enjoy being near that guy, <laughs> much less fighting him. It makes me uncomfortable. 
Um, Fry said he never tried kicking Maynard to the body and his punches got Maynard's attention, but really caused no outward damage. Uh, Maynard said, I think my ears are still buzzing from the first shot. It opened my eyes to the fact that this was the most serious thing I'd ever gotten into. I loved it to tell you the truth. See, and that's the thing about being the cripple guy. He wins either way. If he wins, he's like a sensation. And if he loses, he's like got heart. Well, They'll he make went, a movie he went about three it. Three rounds. Yeah, yeah, no, seriously. There's like a movie that's going to come out about this guy. Yeah. Uh, while Saturday's result is unlikely to sway any of the critics, Maynard made it clear he wanted to fight again, uh, pointing out that he had lost his first 34 high school wrestling matches before finally winning. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I'd be amazed if uh, if he can find 34 more, 33 more dudes willing to fight the guy. I'd like to interview the guy that he beat. <laughs> <laughs> the 35th match. Dude, he'd, he'd commit suicide right after. Yeah. I don't know. But it made me wonder, though, why don't they have, like, a special MMA, like SPMMA? Or something, you know, something like that. I don't know. Two Down Syndrome guys in a fight, you know, in the in the cage. That could be bad, though, because retard strength yeah. is something that's real, and uh, it might get out of hand. It sounds like something, though, that should be on Fox or Spike. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, you might have something there. I don't know. I, like I, a lawsuit from the uh, <laughs> Retired People's Association of America. That might be what you have. Well, you can check out the video on the main page, com, And, uh, yeah, you can see Kyle Maynard in action. You know, if that if that quadruped or whatever that I saw at the, uh, in the jury room is any, any near as tough as this guy, I think I might have gotten my ass kicked, which would have been quite embarrassing. Well, what do you, what, what do you think? Was he strapped in? Now he was probably about like fifty, and uh, just kind of just this. So not really, only was he a quad, he was really old. He was old, and he was just pissed off at the world, just complete misanthrope. Which I can understand. I mean, you have no arms or legs. It's not like you're getting laid. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't take that see. bet. <laughs> I'd, I'd be amazed. Would you really in San Francisco? He's probably getting knobbed. Yeah, he could probably. I guess. Or at least at some point in his life, he's been knobbed. I've been in my brother's bar. I think a lot of those dudes would <laughs> fuck anything. Moore? A lot of those dudes would fuck anything. Frank Moore? Yeah, exactly. Frank Moore, there's a cripple that you'd be amazed that gets laid. Well, people, this is sick and wrong. Uh, you know that we're brought to you by uh, AdamandEve.com, our sponsor. Please continue to patronize AdamandEve.com. You're actually really helping out the show. We got our results back this week, and uh, yeah, we're almost... Once we fulfill our quota, then we can start getting free Adam and Eve shit in the mail and uh, start sending it out to our listeners. I can't wait. I know. It's like we get to, we get like. I can't wait just to send it out to the listeners. Not that I want a dick sleeve or something. (laughs) I I just think it's great that they'll send us dildos once we we achieve our quota. So we're almost at our quota. So people, if you want to buy a dildo, now is the time. Uh, We've got a special offer for you. Go to adamandeve.com, get 50% off. Just about any item when you type DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, for the offer code coupon checkout. Plus, with your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. So get 50% off uh, with offer code DIDDLE at adamandeve.com. And don't forget about that return policy. <laughs> if you don't like it, you can send it back for full refund, I heard. Seriously, dude. If, 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 if it's not getting you off, send it right back. If you're Why a gay, not? If you're a gay guy and you want to buy a butt plug, can you go to Adam and Eve or do you have to go to Adam and Steve? <laughs> <laughs> I think Adam and Eve will, will be fine. I think Adam and Eve caters to everyone's needs. Yeah, Adam is there for you. I want to start making some jingles. 
Adam and Eve. Dildos. Get your dildos. Right that's here at sickandwrongpodcast.com. That's better. That's peppy. It's like a march. Yeah, it's, it's, got a, it's got a ring to it. I know. Maybe, maybe we'll ask the listeners to come up with the best jingle and you'll Is win yourself a dildo. Is that the Jetson song, by the way? <laughs> yeah, I stole it. <laughs> don't, don't tell anyone. <laughs> don't tell Hannah or Barbara. <laughs> I think they're both dead, so we're fine. People, this is episode 172 here, Sick and Wrong. A uh, quick recap of last week's show, 171. Uh, Wackley did a story about Iranian ass glue. The listener sent in a story about a Russian hairdresser, Viagra rapist, Chick. And uh, I did a story about Daddy Milk My Teats. Uh, I came in a distant third with 44 votes. The listener came in second with 78. And Wackley, you slayed us all. With 148 votes. Oh, uh, the Iranian butt gum. Dude, Iranian <laughs> ass glue. It, chewing you, you some right it. now. 148 votes. So, uh, yeah, congratulations. You won episode 171. People, you know the way Sick and Wrong works. Wacker and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news times of the week. Present them here on the show. Audience votes. And uh, the winner, if it's a listener, gets a Sick and Wrong care package. If it's one of us, we buy each other a case of beer. Uh, this week for episode 172, we received some great listener submissions. Actually, we received a lot of listener submissions. It's difficult to pare down three stories for the show, but we managed to it do it. It was a big week. Yeah, it was a big week. A lot going on in the news. So we picked out three listener stories to do this week. Uh, Wackley, why don't you kick it off with uh, listener number one story here, which was, by the way, the most popular submitted story of all. <laughs> All that they say to us is, this is pretty sick. Enjoy from Parker. Remember Parker Lewis can't lose? Yeah, I was about to say, is that Parker Lewis? I don't think so. What happened to that guy? Did he uh, rob a bank or, or a liquor store? I don't know, but that was a great show. Gay porn? And it just sort of went away. Fizzled away. Uh, from Australia. Uh, Sydney Homicide Squad detectives have released graphic a graphic image as they make a fresh appeal for information about Chen Lu's murder. The decomposed body of uh, the 27-year-old, also known as Anthony Lu, was dumped in the Georges River last November, wrapped in a domestic rug. Well, is a domestic rug kind of like an Australian term for shag carpet? Um... That's <laughs> just Australian shag carpet makes me laugh. Well, you know how like there's... Or is it a rug that's made in Australia... Or is it a rug from the home? I mean, as a, uh, I don't know. I, is there like an sure. industrial rug? No, I just think it's one of those weird Australian terms like kangaroo, which basically is just rat. Yeah. You know, Fosters. Fosters, which is Australian for beer. Yeah. <laughs> what else did they talk about? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, anyways, should, should I call him Anthony or, or Chen? What do you do? You prefer the Americanized Chinese guy's name because they all do that. Okay, I know. I don't know why he changed it to Anthony. I used Doesn't to even sound anything like in college. Chen. I had this classes with this guy named like Chang, <laughs> and he just went by Keith. <laughs> and we asked him one time, like, "Well, how did you pick Keith?" He's yeah, like, I just saw it on TV and I thought it was cool. <laughs> well, I don't understand why wouldn't this guy go as Charlie. That's pretty uh, racist, okay? <laughs> I, okay, I didn't, I didn't mean it that way. I'm just saying Chen, Charlie, right, no, I get it. Chuck. No. Well, according to the dude I went to college with, uh, you know, he just was watching TV and some character's name was Keith. 
I can't think of a TV show with a guy named Keith, Keith but yeah, he I thought mean, it was cool. He's like, Keith, that's a cool name. I'm going to be Keith in America. Or and in so Australia. this guy probably did something it's similar Anthony. with Anthony. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> he was probably watching Weird Science. Yes. Well, anyways, uh, he is no more, by the way. He's a corpse now. And, but he was bound with electrical wires and an extension cord, and the carpet was neatly folded with each end tucked in and then bound with three strips of wire. Australians are thorough. I was about to say they They're cover all the bases there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he was still found, so they weren't that good. Detective Inspector Mark Newham said yesterday that post-mortem examination results had showed that Mr. Lou... That's a way to do it. You can just get rid of the first name altogether, Mr. Lou. He was shot repeatedly in the head up to 30 times with a high-powered nail gun. Damn, dude. That's vicious. Um, and so this picture that they Is that released, how he died? Yeah, yeah, that's how he died. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He got an infection from it, and then a couple weeks later he died. No, he has 30 Swine nails. Flu. So I mentioned that the police have released this graphic image. So the image is this X-ray of his head... And you can see the 30 nails just sort of all embedded in his skull. Now he looks like a porcupine. And I believe uh, I've worked with nail guns in the past. And you, a nail gun it doesn't actually shoot a nail. It actually has to be like pressed onto something hard before the nail will come out. So I assume whoever did this, which they haven't caught the guy or guys or ladies, as the case may be, had were pressing the nail gun onto his head and pumping these things in, which means that somebody else was like holding him down as it was happening, I would think. Wow. So, I mean, what, how, what's the velocity here of the nail? Oh, it's about 700 feet per second. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I pulled that out of my ass, so I don't know. But, uh, I mean, does it just penetrate, like, does it go, like, I mean, right into the brain stem? I just wonder how far into the skull would the well, nail Well, if go. you look at the x-ray, they're, like, way in his head. Like, Damn. barely in there. They're not just sticking in, like, a little millimeter or something. It's a gnarly, all the way in. gnarly way to die. I mean... Think about it. You're like nailing a piece of wood into another piece of wood. Your head is softer than a piece of wood, right? <laughs> yeah, <Maybe>. no, exactly. <laughs> well, some backstory. They haven't caught these guys, but uh, Mr. Lou was believed to be gay, and he lived with his partner in Rock. Gay bashing. Well, he was only believed to be gay. Maybe the, uh, maybe the person writing this article is gay bashing. He just lived with another guy. Uh, I, I, I do think he was gay. <laughs> he was reported missing by a, another male friend, not the guy he lived with, uh, two weeks before uh, a couple of kids, age 9 and 14, found his body in Oatley Bay. Ooh. No idea where that is. In so, but I mean, somewhere. did they say what happened? Or they don't know yet. They don't know. The only other piece of backstory is that uh, he was a migrant from China who had arrived in Australia in 2000. Um, and you'd think a Chinese immigrant from uh, China <laughs> in Australia would be like an awkward dork. But he actually married an Australian woman in 2000. Uh, and uh, he short, was gay. Shortly after he was, uh, well, maybe he, hadn't, he either hadn't figured it out yet or he duped this lady into marrying him to get a green card or whatever the equivalent oh, okay. is in Australia. They divorced some years ago and they don't stay in touch. <laughs> so... My question is, Wackerly, how does Foster's fit into this equation? Well, that's a good question because um, there's three scenarios, right? Anthony Liu could have been drunk on Foster's and allowed yeah. himself to get into this compromised which situation. Which would have made the nails less painful. Yeah, which is a good thing for him. The attackers who are still on the loose could have been drunk on Foster's. Or everyone was drunk on Foster's. And, but that could have precipitated gay bashing. 
Or, yeah, in the second case. Or everybody was drunk on Foster's, and then, you know, all theories are out the window. Well, who knows what can happen when you're in a room full of people drunk on Foster's? Really? Um, I mean, I think that's a selling point of Foster's is is you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, no, seriously. But you can get yourself into trouble. Yeah, no, I mean, it can be Especially if you're a Chinese gay man. (laughs) Chinese gay man in Australia. Are people allowed to be gay in China? I don't. I, I mean, I know there's a, a, quite a significant gay community in Australia because I think they have. A huge yeah, well, Australia's gay... a free country. But... Yeah, like I think my well, brother went there one time. But in China, I don't know if people are allowed to be gay. Well, they don't like you to have kids. You'd think they'd like you to be gay. You'd you know? think they'd prefer that. I'm, I'm not sure the way it works. But there might be some cultural uh, taboo against it. Also, I, I don't know. Got to like stay in the cupboard, I imagine. Uh, well, yeah. So I, I was gonna say maybe he was a uh, you know sexual refugee. But that's unclear. Didn't last too long over in Australia, apparently. So on the sick and wrong star scale, I can't really think of a gnarlier way to die. 34 nails to the head. Uh, was it 34 or just 30? Just 30. I don't know. 30, 34. I think I pulled that number <laughs> out of my ass. I don't know you rounded to the nearest four. <laughs> <laughs> I round all numbers to the nearest four. It's my fucking thing. Don't worry about it. Just leave me alone. It's D. Simon's own mathematics. <laughs> It was 30. Everything starts and ends 34. <laughs> it's the highest number. <laughs> prime number. Yeah. Um, on sick and wrong star prime, scale. By the way, because it's even. All right. <laughs> I didn't even know what prime number means. Um, on the sick and wrong star scale, I'm going to have to give this a 4.5. I will also give it a 4.5. It's, uh, I wish we knew why it happened, but you can't really imagine something more horrible. Exactly. Happening. I kind of wish uh, you know we knew what you know, premeditated this. But since we don't, we might have to have a follow-up story in the near future. I mean, besides Foster's. We yeah. Know that's at the... Well, Foster's was definitely in the mix. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Because what else do you drink in Australia? So uh, my story here comes from uh, Jada C., um, who sent this in? He says, "Big fan of the show, guys. Thought you might enjoy this one." Police said man-made daughter help as he cut up her mother's body. A parolee faces murder charge and death of a girl's mother in Tennessee. So this story sounds oddly familiar to me, and I think we've been down this road before. I don't know if we were going to do this story and there wasn't enough information, but I remember reading it like a few years back when the crime actually happened. I think it's just a recurring theme, you know, the whole uh, daddy trains daughter to murder. But this story in particular sounds so familiar. So there's a chance we might have done it on the show. And and if we did, you know, my humblest apologies. But uh, it's a pretty good story, so we can't really just kind of skip over this one. We'd be remiss. The more we drink one. and the older we get, we just get closer and closer to just doing the same story every week. <laughs> yeah. It'll be funny when we're both 65. <laughs> Listen to this one. A guy killed his mom and put her to pieces. Was he drunk on Foster's? Okay. So That's been the show. <laughs> Buy a dildo from adamandeve.com. Type in diddle. <laughs> so um, this story actually happened in Memphis, Tennessee. A young girl who told police her father forced her to help as he cut up her mother's body with an electric saw 
said she could only look away when the head fell to the floor. You know, I've heard of father and daughter bonding activities, but this is one step a bit too far. I mean, seriously. So she watched it with rapt attention until the head fell off? She had to help. She probably had to hold the limbs in place. Like she was, Weird. she was basically the, uh, you know, the uh, what was when you're a woodworker, don't you have like a woodworking table with like grips in place, vices, vices, yeah. stuff like that. She was the vice. Yeah, she had to hold her mother's limbs while he chopped her up. Wow, it's a good lesson in uh, human anatomy, but it's just kind of a pity that it's her mother. Not the right time. Yeah, not the right time at all. Uh, the girl is the chief witness against her father, James Hawkins, here, a prison parolee charged with first-degree murder and the death of Charlene Gaither, 28 years old, a longtime companion with whom he had three children. Police say Gaither was killed in uh, February 2008 at the apartment she shared with Hawkins. Uh, then their 12-year-old daughter, Kayuna Thomas, and uh, two boys, aged 9 and 11. Kayuna now is 13 years old, and she told police she saw Hawkins stab her mother in the neck with a knife and then strangle her after she threatened to call the police. Uh, the girl told police her father forced her to help her cut up the body a day after the killing. <laughs> Why, how can this be funny, Wackerly? What state is this in? Memphis, Tennessee. So he stabbed her in the neck, and then she's like, I'm going to call the cops on you. <laughs> <laughs> and then he strangles her. That's how they do it in Tennessee. Damn, dude. I, you know, my question is, how many necks did she have? <laughs> you mean chins? <laughs> is that what you're getting at? Chins, necks, what yeah. have you. But uh, I mean, you know, seriously. I wonder, is the knife still sticking out? Or she's like, I'm going to call the fucking cops, bitch. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know. She's definitely resilient here, though. And he's like, I'm going to st- fuck this knife shit. I'm strangling. Going right to the strangling. Well, he's not the master criminal that you're making him out to be. Hawkins actually denies killing Gaither, but police say he did acknowledge dumping her body along a rural highway after severing her hands and feet. Explain his reasoning to me. He tells police that he didn't kill her. Somebody else did. The daughter did, maybe. Who? The one-armed man? The daughter. (laughs) The daughter? Yeah. But I mean, seriously. She's a psychopath. Yeah, I didn't kill her. I didn't kill the bitch. Yeah, I did cut off her hands and feet with a chainsaw and dump her body on the side of the road. What do you do when somebody's dead? <laughs> <laughs> this is Tennessee, Memphis, baby. I mean, seriously. It was a one-armed man, you know. I wonder if they should, they should make a ghetto fugitive. <laughs> <laughs> do you think this guy's black? Is that what you're getting at? He is black. I've seen the picture. <laughs> Dude, who names their daughter Kiyuna? Oh, yeah, I didn't catch that. Hawaiian person, maybe? But Charlene can clearly be uh, yeah, Charlene can a white lady way, yeah. with a trailer. But uh, no, or guy's... a CEO of a major company. I don't know. <laughs> not, I'm not racist or namist or anything. Uh, Hawkins reported... President Charlene. <laughs> what should we do about the Russians? <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm watching my stories. Come back at 2 p.m. This is Tennessee we're talking about. Well, she can move to Washington <laughs> when she gets elected. Hawkins reported Gaither missing February 12th, and her torso was found two days later in rural Mississippi, just south of Memphis. So he traveled far to uh, disperse these body parts. Uh, The severed body parts were not found. The body was only identified through DNA. Uh, The girl, who's now in custody of the mother's family, said her younger brothers did not witness the slaying, but she said she was forced to help clean up the bloody scene and drag the body to a freezer where it was stored temporarily. She said, 
I told my dad I didn't want to do this anymore. He said, you want to die too? So she didn't really have too many options here. No. I mean, if your dad I don't think she's you... going to be prosecuted. Well, I mean, if you think about this, though, she no, she, she's definitely not an accessory to murder. And I, and I also don't think she was the murderer. But think about the deep emotional scarring something like this would leave. I hate it when you do this. <laughs> you're, all, you're all theoretical future projection of pain, of psychological pain. Dude, I've seen it. so annoying. I've seen enough horror movies to think that this girl's not just going to fully recover from this. Right, but it's pure speculation. Well, you think she's going to, like, you know, become a lawyer and, uh, you know, a, a fully productive member of society? I don't know. I just, you don't know either, though. At we, the age of 12, like, she chopped imagine, up her imagine, mom. Imagine the bowel movements that she's going to have in the future. <laughs> And she's gonna, you know, she's gonna start thinking about this when she's sitting on the toilet. I mean, that's this is what you always do with these things. Dude, with these children, you love the children being traumatized, and then you always project it to like, can you imagine? All what I gotta that's say, gonna be like, all I gotta say, Wackerly, future serial killer, right here. Well, she's a good candidate, yeah, for sure. No, totally, you can't deny the fact that she chopped up her mom at the age of twelve. It's gotta have lasting effects. Yeah. yeah. If only maybe maybe she could do hypnotism to get rid of the memory. I don't know. I, I don't know. There's nothing. That's be what I would do. So on the sick and wrong star scale, God, I'm gonna have to give this pretty much a five star. Yeah, five. I mean, uh, if if the girl is a bit older, I think I might score it less. Uh, did I miss it, or what? What was this woman doing to uh, provoke this wrath? Uh, she threatened to call the police during an argument. But that's and, after uh, she got stabbed in the neck. Why did she get stabbed in the neck? That's my question. Nobody you knows. know, no one actually knows. They, they, she was stabbed in the neck, then she threatened to call the police. So I don't know what prompted the stabbing. Yeah. The root cause is still, uh, well, we'll never know now. Yeah, we'll, we'll never know. Maybe this little girl will tell us. Yeah, maybe he, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe she drank the last OE. <laughs> I, I didn't mean that. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Let's get to the final one. The listener story here was sent in, uh, the third listener submission here was sent in by Mikey. He says, hey, D, have you ever tried this on Wackerly? <laughs> Everybody so always thinks we get into all kinds of perverse shenanigans all the time or likes to imply that. I don't know what makes them think that. I don't know. Maybe it's the content of the show. Yeah, but we've talked about this before. Like, we don't hang out. I hate you. Right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, we used to be friends, and then we started doing this show, and like, we, I don't see you any time other than the show. No. Very and, um, rarely. It's a business relationship. I can barely take it. <laughs> I'm happy you're getting if, SARS for me right now. Even, even this is too much. Yeah. I'm getting my SARS mask. We're not, we're not gaying each other up. <laughs> right? We're not cuddling. Yeah, we're, we're definitely not cuddling. There's no bum punching going on and much less any uh, dick injections. No as stroking. It, as this guy is surmising. So I'm sorry to burst the illusion here, Mikey. So doctors in Asia are treating an increasing number of men with severe injuries who have tried to increase the size of their penises by injecting themselves with Vaseline and other oils. <laughs> now doctors in the West say the trend for self-injection is catching on in the UK and the US. Own the name of the perfect body. Stupidity is moving around <laughs> the globe. Injuries consist of severe deformation caused by tissue damage and erectile dysfunction. Gangrene can also develop if the injection causes infection. I don't understand what would uh, cause somebody to inject their dick full of Vaseline. Even if you had a tiny dick, what would make you... Yeah. I mean, 
<laughs> what would make you inject I can't it with imagine, Vaseline? But uh, let me imagine. Let me use my imagination. <laughs> I'm just saying, what dude. It's just like you, you have a. If, if your dick is that small, it's just like you're, you're. Eventually, you can pay a prostitute to give you a blowjob. Pay job. a prostitute. You can put a cucumber in your pants. Exactly. And make a girl think you have a big dick, and then when you get her back to your place, she's just like, "Ha ha! Look at this beanie weenie bitch. What are you gonna do now? <laughs> oh, you're gonna leave? Oh, okay, bye." <laughs> but I'm just saying. There's... But yeah, like injecting something in. What makes you think that Vaseline is like a safe substance to inject subcutaneously into your body? I I am not sure. I, I can't I can't understand. I can't fathom the thought. Or did you say here. cooking oil too? Both Vaseline you and combination. One, you did a story about some woman who was like addicted to plastic surgery, and then she ran out of money, and then she started just trying to do Botox on herself. But she was putting like vegetable oil. In yeah, it. vegetable oil just basically. Why do people think vegetable oil is like something that's good to be inside your I body? I don't understand. Like, where do, where did people come up with this theory that there's curative properties or? or or non-toxic non non properties. I think they think like, it's a fat, well, I eat like it, I put it in my mouth, and it goes in my stomach so it can go underneath my cheek. Well, apparently increasing the size of the girth of the penis is quite common in Southeast Asia as well as in Japan. So are they implying that uh, people in that part of the world have smaller units? No, they're just implying that they're not happy about the size of their units. Now, they could have huge units, but just want them to be bigger, right? <laughs> they just want to... It's all about the girth, though. Yeah. Uh, for instance, in Japan, the Yakuza often plant spherical objects under the skin of the penis to increase its size. A but I assume the Yakuza has their shit together. They probably have, like, nudicles or something that's, like I said, non-toxic, safe for subcutaneous implantation. Well, they, yeah, I mean, they're inserting objects underneath the skin. The Yakuza are ruthless, intelligent killers. They're not like fucking hee-haw, but rejects. Shooting Vaseline in their cocks. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think so. But my question is, isn't penis size relative? Like, if you live in Asia, and everyone kind of has a smaller dick there, and women expect you to have a smaller dick, then do you really have, like, what's a small dick in Asia? I guess I'm wondering what constitutes a small dick in Asia. Well, you're thinking that penis size is relative to other penises, when really it's relative to vagina size. Okay, but I mean... So do, do Asian women have small, tight vaginas? I don't know. I'm assuming that they do. If 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 there's a stereotype... <laughs> now, you know, uh, the, the two Asian women that I've been didn't have small vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> Regular sized. Um, but no, what I'm saying is, is I always thought it was relative. I mean, it's like if, uh, you know, if this Asian man was in Africa, I think he'd be like, I'm small here. <laughs> but, you know, I think it, it, in Asia, I think he's like, yeah, my dick's about the same size as everybody else. Uh, yeah, you'd think. I don't know. But maybe he's like, I want to stand out. So he injects the Vaseline in his dick. Yeah. I mean, everybody wants to be, have the biggest dick on the block. Yeah. He wants to be I'm just dick. not going to inject Vaseline into my body. No, I, I just find it to be... I just don't understand that the thought process behind it would prompt somebody if to If they do came that. out with something that were like that was FDA approved and they said inject this into your dick and it would, it'll be huge and it's totally safe and it works, maybe I'd do it. I still wouldn't do <laughs> would any you? injections in my junk. I think I just did injections, needles around my junk. I just would rather not do Okay, I'm satisfied so with the size. It's it's not something that really concerns me. 
Well, uh, you just sit over there with your little tiny little penis. <laughs> Dude, uh, in Asia, penis. I would be hung like Ron Jeremy. And I'm going to sit over here with my blown up like a fucking balloon animal dick. <laughs> we'll see what happens. So a 31-year-old British, uh, British man was uh, uh, went into a clinic uh, recently, and he was treated for gross abnormality of the penis and ulceration as a result of injecting oils under his skin. The man had used a high-pressure pneumatic grease gun to inject the oil into his penis. He's lucky he didn't just blow his dick right off. That, that's what I'm. Uh, that's what I'm. Amazed. I mean, a grease gun, high pressure, pneumatic. What do you use a grease gun for? Grease jet up. <laughs> but I mean, is that something that's used in a car? Like, a, yeah, maybe a mechanic's place or an industrial environment. Whatever would possess a guy to stick that near his junk. I mean, this dude must have had a really small dick. Micro penis. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I, I, apparently, he needed urgent treatment for, um, uh, because his penis continued to grow. The girth of his penis continued to grow, and he was no longer able to achieve an erection. Why would it continue growing? Because like I think swelling it was just, up and reacting against it was the reacting substance. to the oil. Oh, that's disgusting. But think of the irony here. I mean, he's just, finally got the biggest dick he wanted, but, no, he but can't he get can't hard. get it hard. It's too bad. So he needed urgent treatment for both problems. He was treated by careful removal of dead tissue under the skin of the penis by surgery. You know his dick is smaller now that after the surgery because they like had to pull out a bunch of shit. Now it's just a little withered raisin. I just put, yeah, seriously, button on a fur coat. He was also offered psychological counseling. Uh, he injected himself with oil to give himself more confidence sexually. So someone must have said something to him. Has he been to Asia? Is that okay? He was in Asia, and I think that's where he learned the grease gun technique. So there are some surgeons will conduct gender operations where a man or woman has their genitals altered. It's like a sex change. But no plastic surgeon will conduct a penis girth enlargement operation. None? Apparently, you can't even get it done in Asia. I uh, I completely thought otherwise. I thought there was somebody somewhere who, like a real surgeon. I always thought there's a Dr. Nick out there that's willing to do anything. I thought it was even more than a Dr. Nick. I thought, like, you could go to Sweden. They'd be like, yeah, we'll make your penis bigger, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, uh, they do not do uh, penis girth enlargement. Neither length nor girth or just not girth? Uh, actually, I think they do length, but I just don't think they do <laughs> penis girth. Why not? I don't know. You'd think that, weird. Isn't that isn't that what counts? That's what I've heard, but yeah. I don't know. That's what I've heard by small fucking fat dicked people. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, think about this guy. His, his you know, I'm trying to rate this story and uh, give it a sick and wrong star. You know, some fit in somewhere on the sick and wrong star scale. And I'm wondering, it's like okay. The dude kind of deserved what he got here. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he injected oils into his dick. Do we have a description of what his swollen, deformed cock looked like? It just said that the skin was ulcerated. And, what does uh, that mean? Like splotchy? Yeah, I think it was just swollen and uh, splotchy and just kind of enlarged. I'm, you, I'm, swollen and large mean the same thing. So you just—it was <laughs> severely ulcerated. An ulcer was like what's like an abscess. I think develops. I don't know what's an abscess. <laughs> we're, we're going <laughs> like the wrong sores, direction. Lesions. Here. I think there were lesions yeah, on okay. his cock caused by the infectious uh, uh, grease okay, he was sticking in there. I want to give it lesions. You know, I want to give it four and a quarter. I want to say, you know, I kind of want to give it a high score and say this guy's such a sick fuck for injecting something. Why wouldn't he just live with his small dick? 
But I recall a story when I used to uh, work at the strip club. I remember the stripper was telling me, one of her customers, she said he had the smallest penis that she had, had ever seen. And I was like, what, did you have sex with him? She goes, no, he didn't have sex, but she had seen him like pull his, his dick out. And she said, seriously, it was smaller than your pinky. And he would tell her how his wife would make him use a strap-on dildo uh, like when they had intercourse. Yeah. So could you imagine your wife telling you that you need to use a strap-on dildo? Well, that's a couple that didn't have sex till marriage. <laughs> right? First of all, let that be a lesson to anybody out there, especially you ladies. Always have sex before marriage. Especially Don't even consider you, especially marriage. Especially you ladies, because what's the worst that can happen for a guy? No, I mean, she has a big yeah. wide vagina. You just go for the back door or whatever. She can yeah, blow it's you. not a big deal. But for the girl, you hold out for marriage, you get married, and you're like, oh my God, it's like an inchworm. <laughs> what are you going to do? Now you got to force the guy to wear a strap on. But I mean, what was you, the question? Could you imagine the humiliation? That's why it's like, I can kind of understand why a guy, if like, you know, you're, you're in Asia and someone's like, ah, ancient Southeast remedy to increase dick girth. You know, it's like, okay, that sounds reasonable. You know, I'm willing to try anything because now I won't have to strap it on while I fuck my wife. The humiliation, Wackerly. I, I would get over it. You yeah. would be able to strap it on. I would or I would not? Would you be able? I, you know, yes. I think I would have an issue. Yeah. No, I'm always good giving in game, but I think I would take that personally. What? I mean, like, you don't know your fucking dick is tiny. <laughs> I mean, she better suck me off and she better suck me off good. Either before or after, but yeah, I'll put on and I'll get the biggest fucking dildo that they uh, they have too, because this is the thing, right? I know I got a small dick. I know my wife is not satisfied by my small dick, but any other dude that tries to have sex with my wife, he's not going to satisfy her either, because the strap on that I buy is going to be like five inches in diameter and like you know a good like uh, foot and a half long. He better be a porn star. Yeah. So I'm just saying that, uh, I don't know, I, I, I guess I can kind of like understand this guy's reasoning here. He's probably been humiliated his whole life, and this is his last straw. That's why I don't think this, I, th- I think it's wrong that he would do this, and it's kind of sick. But do you really think this guy was ever getting laid before? No. No, probably not. He blamed it on the fact that he had a small penis, but he's he's missing the mark. It's because he's a douche. I'm giving him four stars. I give Injected him four, oil. And four and three quarters because of the lesions. All right. It's kind of disgusting. Well, we'll see what the listening audience has to say about these stories. People, go vote. Sickandwrongpodcast.com. You can decide who won episode 172. Hey, sick and wrong listeners. This is Trucker Paul. I got to tell you about this wonderful porno place where you can buy jack-off machines, dildos, inflatable wives. I bought them all. When I go home, I like to diddle my wife with a a little dildo. When I'm on the road, I got my second wife, my blow-up doll, and my jack-off sleeve. Go to adamandeve.com. Type in the word diddle, D-I-D-D-L-E, and you'll get 50% off all your masturbation machines. How do y'all flick my balls? Well, Wackerly, uh, we're nearing the end of the show, and uh, we we need to get to some phone calls here, the Sickerong Hotline, and a couple emails that came to SickerongPodcast.com. Before we get to that, I want to talk about two things. One, what did you think of that Trucker Paul Adam and Eve promo? The best thing ever. You know, he totally surprised me with that. I, you know, I, we never asked him to do it. 
Um, you know, I almost don't want to give it to Adam and Eve because it seems like it's more valuable than what we're earning. No, dude, it's hilarious. <laughs> it, it's just, and, and you know what? It doesn't really like. It doesn't seem that far fetched. I, I could kind of see Trucker Paul ordering a dildo for his wife, you know. And uh, he's on the road, man. It, he's got to keep know, her satisfied. Inflatable she's chick in the truck, and he's got to keep he's, himself his satisfied. Dick sleeve. This and, is the key to a successful trucker stay-at-home wife relationship. I think it's the key to a successful marriage. Yeah. You know, the couple that plays together stays together. So uh, take it from Trucker Paul. Go visit adamandeve.com. Type in Sickerongs code word diddle, D-I-D-D-L-E, and get 50% off your dildo purchases. And people, if you want to make an Adam and Eve promo for us, we'll totally play it. And uh, who knows? Well, if, if it's good. If it's good. <laughs> but, you know, maybe we maybe that would almost make a good competition. We'll see. You can give, give us the best Adam and Eve promo and then... Uh, We'll send you like a dildo or a dick sleeve or something. The problem with that is they're they're better when they're heartfelt. Like I don't want people just getting flashy with a bunch of like, you know, crazy editing and, and noises sound, sound and sounds or whatever. Yeah, with a beep. <laughs> I want to hear like the heartfelt like, you know, experiences well, like, <laughs> with the with the dildos. So like confessions where people actually discuss, yeah, you know, what what, what happened here. Uh, or product reviews. I mean, that's that's what I can kind of see happening. But yeah, make it genuine. Like Trucker Paul, that was a genuine promo and we thank you for that. It was great. And uh, second here, I want to say thank you to Iowa Girl for sending us probably one of the coolest gifts that we've received here. It's going to get a lot of use and it's not a penis sleeve. <laughs> the official sick and wrong globe. Now, I don't know if she's commenting on the fact that we really know nothing of uh, world geography. Yeah. I, I mean, she is. Yeah, you know, I mean, it sounds like that. And I know a lot of people have been like, you know, look at a map sometime. And we don't because... We didn't have a map. <laughs> we don't have a map. And we didn't have a globe. And, you know, we're, we're pretty much like, uh, you know, all other countries are irrelevant compared to the United States. But now I've learned that we have... It's a round world. It is. And there's a lot of places that I've never heard of. Yeah. And so, you know, now actually when we have a story and it occurs in a country that we've never heard of, we can uh, consult the sick and wrong globe. It even has Australia on it. Yeah. Australia's even on that. So thank you, Iowa girl, for that fine gift. And I think it, we're going to put it to much use here on the She show. said it a long time ago, and I feel bad, but I just got it over here because it's, it's huge and it took me a long time to well, When's the last time you checked the, the P.O. Uh, box? Well, when I found the globe, <laughs> like last week, <laughs> I'd been, asking been in you there about for a it. long time. Yeah, I've been just sitting there. But uh, finally, we, we got in the house and we're going to have to put it to good use in the show. So thank you, Iowa girl, for uh, that fine, fine gift. And uh, yeah, people, we love it when you send us gifts. So you can send a gift to our P.O. Box address right off of uh, SickerOnPodcast.com. People, you can call the Sickerong hotline at 206-666-3846 or you can email us at SickerongPodcast at Hummel.com. Well, actually, I know we got a few phone calls here, so uh, yeah, let's get to call number one. This is from a forum poster that I don't know if we've ever played a call from him before, but we've heard from him on the forum. Long-time listener, first-time caller? Maybe. Hey, sick or wrong, it's, uh, it's Mailman Dave. Mailman Dave. I'm 13 into a case of the beast. By the way, it's old Milwaukee's... It's, <laughs> It's the beast, man. It's not old Milwaukee's beast. You don't ask for a bag of marijuana weeds. It's the beast. Anyway. Wait, he's referring to, didn't I say last week, Milwaukee's beast? Probably. I think the only reason I said that is called, it's called Milwaukee's best. 
Right. So people but you that, add an A in there because it is the beast. Yeah, but I'm sure people in like the UK have never drank Milwaukee's best. No. So it so but it's I don't think they import it. <laughs> they should. In uh the parlance, I think it's just the beast. Or beast. So it sounds like uh Mailman Dave here is breaking into some beast. Right. He's only thirteen in. I mean that's implying he's gonna drink the whole case. And how much is a case of beast? How much does it cost? Yeah. Oh, probably about eight dollars. <laughs> Comes out to like fifty cents a can. Fifty cents a can. Drink a lot of that in high school. I'm down here in my cave reloading some two twenty three watching Dawson's Creek reruns and I <laughs> So he's in his basement, drinking Beast, reloading ammo, and watching Dawson's Creek, and listening to the podcast all at once. I always wondered what uh, Mailman did in their spare time. That's what they do. Apparently. Listen to, one, Whoops. listen to 171. I thought I'd tell you a story about my uh, my anal ghost. Ooh. I, uh, I know I got one. And I can tell when it's coming. I know that it's, it's going to be exceptional, and, and I try to hold it back, and I do a pretty good job. But uh, one day, me and my old lady were up in up in the bed, and I knew the I knew the anal ghost was coming. And uh, I'm a little fucking deviant, man. I'm I just had this I just I just this fucking thought came in my mind, and, and I started telling telling my old lady about. When I was a kid, and I'd lay in bed, and I had allergies, and I'd sneeze up in the air, and and the spray would come back down on top. So I'd I'd throw the sheets up over my head before the spray got down back onto me. So I'd sneeze up in the air and hold the sheets up over my head. And I told her, "All right, all right, get ready to sneeze," and I faked the sneeze, <laughs> and she pulled the sheets up over her own head, man. <laughs> And they ain't no good. Just came out with a fury. It was great. That's like a class three Dutch oven. The first class is when you hold her under the sheets and you let one. And the second class is when you pull the sheets up over her head. And then the third class is the accidental voluntary Dutch oven. She Dutch under anyway, oven herself. I'm done talking to myself. You guys got a good podcast. A great one, I guess. I mean, what the hell else do I listen to on a podcast? Peter Schiff. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> That's like the best thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> that, that is absolutely incredible. Makes married life sound actually pretty cool. <laughs> you know, I, I could imagine the potency of his anal ghost after drinking a whole case of the beast. And I don't know if you noticed, but he, he talked about how he can feel the anal ghost coming out and he'll hold it in. And not just for like a minute, but like long enough to tell a, a made-up story about <laughs> sneezing and pulling the covers over your head. I mean, he's got some control. You know, my question is, is it grounds for divorce, giving your wife a Dutch oven? Uh, I don't know. It seems like they're still happily married. <laughs> oh, but how many times can you get away with Dutch ovening your wife before she A, leaves you, or B, cuts your dick off? Probably twice. <laughs> Two times. <laughs> He did it once. He's on uh, thin ice. I don't know. Excellent story there, though. Uh, Thank you, Mailman Dave. I'm going to have to try the Class 3 Dutch oven. 
I've never actually done that before. I don't know if anybody's done it. He's a pioneer. Yeah, no, I've done class uh, one. What, what's class one again? Class one is when they're already under there, maybe giving you a blowjob. <laughs> hold them down. And class two is when you, you actually fire shove the, the covers. Shove their head yeah. down. I've never done a class three. No, nobody has. Call number two Next. here. Hey, Tagali, it's Ryan again. Um... I also have a kind of a girl version of that story about, pardon me, the check all your friends blog. Like in high school, there's this. All right, so she's talking about the having somebody, a girl in high school that everybody knows she has a smelly pussy and everybody talks about it. She's referring to the call from last week. Yeah. From that guy about the, the Amy chick that everyone had, had sex with. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but she's telling it from a female perspective, just to set it up. So this is the reverse here. There's this dude that me and my friends had all sort of fucked around with. Um, but, like, right when Stuck. it would get to, like, the main event, um, you know, nothing's going on. Like, he just couldn't get it up. Nice and one nice. time, like, my friend my friend tried to fuck him, and um, he said he was too cold because they were camping, and it sort of made sense, but whatever. And then, like, we were fooling around, and, like, I tried to give him a hand job, and I was just like, all right, I can't, I can't find this. Sorry, dude. Um... And, like, just like it was random, like, no one ended up, we, like, never had sex with him because he was, like, whatever. Um, I love how he disappointed all the sluts. Right, but they still keep going back for more. He must have been a very hot guy. Yeah, he must look like Brad Pitt or something. Yeah. Um, and we all kind of thought it was, like, whatever. And he had this, like, big and hot girlfriend. And he was fucking around with all of us. But we're not that hot, um, any of us. But um, so we nice. sort of, like, forgot about it. And, like, a few years later, like, actually, like, several years later, I ran into another friend of ours at that time who's a drag queen, um, a drag queen now. And um, it turns out the whole time, this dude we were hooking up with, of course, was fucking our drag queen friend, which is probably why he failed to show up to the party. But, um, yeah, that's it. Bye. I, lo- I love her euphemisms. That's why he failed to show up to the party. Yeah. <laughs> Failure to launch. Didn't they make a movie about that with uh, K- K- McConaughey? What's his name? Oh, and Matthew like, McConaughey. Maybe <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. He never showed up to the party. Yeah, no, failure to launch. Was so, no, you know, that that makes perfect sense. I, the guy never could get it up for all these different girls. But, but she didn't. She failed to give us the nickname that they inv- inevitably must have given him, like Noodle Dick. Or, yeah, Noodle Dick or Wet Noodle yeah. or Whiskey Dick Man. Ghost, you know, I don't know. The Ghost Whisperer. <laughs> so it's interesting to me that uh, the guys all talk about you know the girl that has the uh, stankest pussy whereas girls all talk about yeah that guy perpetual whiskey dick yeah you know mr whiskey known as whiskey dick which right. i imagine just must be horrible instead of just calling him that gay guy but, <laughs> in but, the closet gay guy but the fact of the matter is all the sluts wanted to have their chance with him like i said he must have been a very handsome man a handsome man but yet he was going for the the uh the uh the drag queens instead I do wonder how many people I knew from high school like are now drag queens. I don't. I can't. I don't know anyone from uh, that well, graduated. Well, not all my drag queens are gay, right? Um, yeah, no, I'd, I'd say majority, but not all. I don't of them. even know. I think maybe it's fifty-fifty. I think a lot of straight dudes like to dress up as ladies and wear frilly underwear. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I guess. But if you're a drag queen who's having sex with a man, then you're definitely gay. Then you're but, gay. But I mean, you know, you wonder. It's like I've, I've been still it hasn't happened yet that I've been, you know, befriended by someone on Facebook that I graduated high school with. It's like, wow, so uh, you're transgender now. Interesting. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. You know, all, all the gay people I'm friends with, I've always known them to be as gay. As gay, yeah. So I wonder how many people from my graduating class ended up coming out. You know, moving away from the small town. And just being gay? They probably just never look back because it's so horrible. Yeah, because there's all these young girls that they had uh, failed to hook up with. <laughs> Very embarrassing. Well, thank you, Marina, for sending that one in. Uh, call number three here, I think, is uh, Trucker Paul. TP. TP. Hey, sick and wrong, it's Trucker Paul. Hey, uh, you guys are talking about uh, faking male orgasms. <laughs> And let me tell you, I've done it many times. I think it has to do if you're in a long-term relationship. Yeah. Uh, the one time I remember, uh, I was home alone, and I was, like, getting myself drunk and high and a little bit of everything. And I had jerked off about three, four times, so there right wasn't there. much in the tank. <laughs> and uh, my girlfriend, wife now, at the time, whatever, came home and, you know, of course, you know, one thing leads to another. So I could get it up, and I kept going and going, and I'm like, my God, man, I'm getting fucking tired. And this is really starting to be a pain in the ass. <laughs> and uh, like I said, as well, we were dating, so we were using condoms. Uh, Lance was right. You, you, you can only fake with a condom. And I just kind of did the old, you know, ugh, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> her. Nice. I'm glad to have somebody else faking an orgasm on tape or on cast because I feel like I've been singled out a little bit. The sweet sound of Trucker Paul faking an orgasm. I don't know if I'll ever be able to sleep well again. Well, it, it brings up a good point. When uh, when you fake an orgasm, you don't fake like an awesome orgasm because that would just be overdoing it. You just want fake like a shitty orgasm. Like, oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> But, what, but but how do you know whether or not to like you know go all the way and fake this incredible orgasm? Or you just, just kind of, don't. I mean, that's just, just, that's pushing the boundaries. <laughs> you don't fake like, oh my god, it's so great. <sighs> no, it's just kind of like a little like kind of like a little groan, yeah, and that's just, it. Uh, that's it, babe. We're done here. <laughs> my work is finished now. <laughs> I backed out, and pulled it off, and just pretend like I did, and everything was good. Um, You're not alone, Wacker. Next month, the month of May, my uh, son, Mini Trucker Paul's coming out with me. So we're going to both be on the road, and I'll have to, uh, we'll have to call in, and he'll have to leave you guys a message or something. But you guys are talking about my GPS, and yeah. uh, you guys said uh, it sounds pretty typical. And you got to know by now that I'm techni technology savvy. Uh, and I have. Uh, let me play it and see if you guys. He's can like think. the Steve Jobs of truckers. <laughs> well, we always said he was tech savvy. I mean, didn't he have like the the uh, the podcast playing on his PSP and yeah, his car? With right, the, and he's shitting in a Walmart bag. I mean, at how the much same time, I mean, seriously, I don't even know if Steve Jobs could do that. No, he couldn't. Well, I think his ass is falling out from cancer. <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah, can figure it out. Three 
that Cartman? Get around where possible, you stupid So, did we talk over what's happening here? Or, uh, so, Trekker Ball has a GPS that tells him when to turn, where to go, and it has Cartman's voice, apparently. <laughs> but we, uh, I think in a previous podcast, we said that uh, he probably had, you know, did he, does he have a trucker voice on his GPS? You know, like Crazy Cooter coming at you, or, or is it just like a, a you know, a, a, a standard, typical voice? And he kind of defied all odds. I did not think that he would have uh, Cartman. Cartman from uh, I didn't even know South they Park. Ma- I didn't even know they had Cartman's voice on the GPS. They must have everything. I'd like, I'd like my GPS to sound like Trucker Paul. <laughs> <laughs> turn left! <laughs> lick a ball and turn right! I think it's awesome, though, that he has Cartman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but there's one that always reminds me of you, D. Uh, whenever you have to take a left-hand turn, he says, Turn left, you goddamn Jew. <laughs> Lick my balls! <laughs> oh. Dude, that's hilarious. Our show would suck without Trucker Paul. Yeah, no, seriously. Our show would be severely lacking without Trucker Paul's input. I always love to hear from that guy. Thank you, Trucker Paul, for calling. And yeah, you know, I'm. you got to give the guy mad props for having Eric Cartman on his GPS. Mad props. Mad props go out to Trucker Paul. I, I know you're going to try and cut me off, but I got a last call that I want to play. It's short, so and it's uh, from Brad. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He's the, the guy who guy. hits all kinds of wildlife with his car <laughs> with this every car. week. <laughs> Wackily's favorite caller. I love it. Gentlemen, this is Bradley and Baylor. Uh, you guys were asking about the uh, how messed up my Ford Aspire was when I hit that deer. You know what? I actually drove it home. It wasn't that bad. It hit the very front left bumper, kind of broke my light a little bit. Light still worked. Thing is, I never washed my car again because surrounding my front left uh, headlight was big clumps of deer hair. And uh, until I sold the car a couple years later, uh, yeah, it was there until I sold the car. Big chunks of deer hair. <laughs> it was awesome. And uh, yeah, and it, it was delicious. Uh, thank you very much. I don't think they let us do uh, roadkill licenses in Colorado anymore because too many rednecks were just uh, speeding up when deer crossed the road so they can get uh-huh. a roadkill license. So I don't know if they'll let me do that anymore. So uh, yeah. Uh, you guys be safe. Uh, have a good time. Bye-bye. Poor Brad. I don't want him to go hungry here. <laughs> <laughs> He's starving. I love- There's two reasons I like Brad, because his calls are short and because he's a speed talker. And I think they have something to do with each other. He's like a speed talker. Dude, I think he's an auctioneer. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, like, you know, we got one, we got one, we got $100 right there on uh, exhibit number eight. He packs a lot of information into a small space of time. Dude, 40-second phone call. That's a perfect phone call to be played on Sick and Wrong. Listen up, people. Yeah. Thank you, Brad. And uh, we look forward to uh, finding out what new and... Uh, you know, mysterious wildlife you cream with your car. <laughs> and what kind of car you're driving. And then when you sold it, how, and, what condition it was in. And what it tasted like when you ate it. Uh, people call the Sigurong Hotline, 206-666-3846. We always love to hear from you. Uh, well, actually, we got a couple emails uh, sent to Sigurong Podcast at Hotmail.com. Uh, first one came from John. He says, sympathies to Wackerly who's well-known for his older women fantasies. Now, two of the four Golden Girls will no longer be taking golden showers on him. 
I'm sure the passing of Estelle Getty was a severe blow. Yes. Now it's up to Rue McClanahan and Betty White to blow him some comfort. Signed, John. I think he's referring to uh, B. Arthur, who just passed away this past weekend. And so, uh, wackily, I, you know, I think we should do a shot here for uh, B. Sweet B. I'm not. I'm not sniffling because I'm sad. I'm sniffling because I'm sick. <laughs> Here's to B. Here's to B. Ah, rest in peace. She was a brassy lady, though. She was first of all huge, dude. She was in Maud. Remember Maud? Yeah. She was huge and funny, and I heard that she was like, uh, like an uh, a medic in World War II. What? Really? She yeah. Had, she yeah. was that she was old? One of the first, I didn't think she was that old. Yeah, she, she's a golden girl. She was <laughs> one of the first females to go to, like, not the front lines, but to be, like, in the battlefield because she was a medic. She was, a, like, a, a doctor or nurse or whatever. And that was prior to becoming a comedian. Yeah. She came back and became a funny lady. I had no idea. You know, And it I, kind of speaks to her whole, uh, you know, her comedic. Her sar- sardonic attitude. Yeah, because she's and, like, I saw men die in the, in the trenches. <laughs> I don't care about your stupid shit. You know, you know what I, uh, someone told me an interesting fact the other day about that show. And it's like, you know, everyone's watched Golden Girls. Whether or not you're a huge fan, you've definitely seen at least a couple episodes. And you remember how there was that one Golden Girl that was like the total slut? I think her name was Blanche. Uh-huh. It's Rue McClanahan. Yes. Well, in... In real life, Betty White was the slut. Like really? she was the slutty one. She got around and, Hollywood. Yeah, and like uh, Rue McClanahan was the uh, Christian, like kind of uptight conservative lady. It's always the one you you least expect. Well, Betty White uh, even does voices on the Family Guy, so I think she kind of has a sense of. And humor. Betty's still alive. Yeah, Betty and uh, Rue both well, still alive. Still have a chance. <laughs> so you still have some masturbation material. Don't worry, Wackerly. Always said that show would be better with a little bit more nudity. Uh, thank you, John, for uh, sending that in, and rest in peace, B. Arthur. Finally here, we got a follow-up email to a phone call. Uh, this comes in from Aspie Lonker. So if you recall, Aspie Lonker was the guy who told us the story that he apparently had coitus interruptus of some sort, had to leave the room unexpectedly, didn't finish having sex with this girl, and then asked us, he went, ended up driving home and, like, uh, I guess, masturbating and asked us if it counted. Oh, whether or not he got right. laid. You remember that? Yeah. yeah. A couple shows say? ago. He says, hey guys, Aspie Lonker here. It was fucking cool hearing my email in the last episode. And since you asked, I guess I can share what happened. I didn't want to go into details earlier because the off chance that she might listen to the podcast. But then I realized. <laughs> no. <laughs> not bloody likely. But then I realized girls don't listen to this podcast. No, I'm joking. He goes, but then I realized I don't give a fuck. So this girl and I had been talking all night at this party. We eventually decided to find somewhere to settle down. All the rooms in the house were either being used or locked, so we ended up sneaking into a room occupied by her sleeping friend. This wouldn't have been a problem except for the fact that she was a big Jesus freak. Real Bible thumper. And apparently, the virgin abstinent until marriage type. Gotta avoid those. We proceeded to fuck on the floor next to this bitch (laughs) when suddenly she woke up and started freaking out. I don't know if she had a nightmare or if the moaning woke her up or what, but she got up in a fucking rage, turned the lights on, threw the blankets off of us, exposing both of us. She stood there staring at my cock, which I'm guessing was the first she had ever seen. At this point, I just took off. I grabbed my pants, threw the condom off my dick, and got the fuck out of the house. Not the right move, because (laughs) she was about to turn into a craven whore. Exactly. She was on the (laughs) precipice of turning into a craven whore. Yeah. 
I mean, she guaranteed, like, her... Initially, she had shock staring at your erect member, but really, deep down, she craved it. You want to take advantage of the shock. Yep. Shock and awe. Dude, I mean, if you think <laughs> you about it, turn dude, the shock into awe. How many scenes from porno movies that you've jacked off to started this very way? A billion. <laughs> A billion. Uh, he says, I never saw her or the rest of my clothes ever again. Hope this clears some things up. Maybe I'll write again in the future. Ask B. Lonker. It so, hasn't you know, cleared up anything for me. It's left more questions than answers. But you know what, though? I think that counts. Yeah, it counts. I think it counts. I he, think I said it counted before. Well, you said you didn't know if it counted until you found out why he couldn't finish. Oh, okay. You're right. You're right. So I think... That totally counts. For all intents and purposes, you got laid there, Aspie Lonker. But if I were you, I would have tried to get the menage a trois going there. Some menage action. Yeah, it counts as getting laid, but it doesn't count as a menage. If she stared at your dick and called you Satan and then you ran out of the room. <laughs> People, you can email the Sick and Wrong Podcast at sickandwrongpodcast at uh, hotmail.com. Uh, finally, if you haven't checked out the Sick and Wrong Forum, now is your chance. There's about 1,700 members on there right now. Uh, we get like at least 100 people posting every day. It's quite a vibrant community going on there in the Sick and Wrong Forum. I know. And the one thing I'll say about the forum is there's so many intelligent people posting. <laughs> and I just <laughs> I can't even go there sometimes because it's like uh, I can't you feel take... You don't measure up? I feel that I don't measure up, and I can't process all the intelligent uh, ideas that are coming across through the forum. Yeah, you know, other than the intelligentsia that it seemed to have found the uh, <laughs> Sick and Wrong Forum, I'm also amazed at just the uh, sheer level of deviancy of a lot of the people <laughs> well, that are on there. a lot of there. smart people are pretty deviant. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, speaking of one of our primary deviants, uh, a new thread, one of my favorite new threads that was started in um, one of the sections here was started by Kendra. She says, what have you brought from adamandeve.com? Bought. Bought. What have you bought from uh, adamandeve.com? And uh, so she posted pictures of some of her purchases. One in particular, the Emperor Vibrating Dildo. Did you see this monster? Yes, I did. Dude, it's massive. I mean, seriously, it's huge. It's got to be like a foot and a half long. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, you'd have to inject like a gallon of Vaseline in your cock to get it that big. <laughs> <laughs> she says, and then, and then my favorite part about it is her description. She goes, it looks and smells like a shimmery, like shimmery grape jelly. And Lottie, that's a big cock. But I love a challenge, so I affixed it to the floor via the suction cup. <laughs> Lubed her up good and gingerly encompassed it. When she says her, is she talking about her vagina or the vibrator? I think she's talking about the... Uh, Doesn't really matter. Lubed her up good. It, it I think all, she's the lube the ends up in the same spots. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, you know, wonder. She says it kind of hurt my pussy and I feel like I busted my guts. But I climaxed furiously in seven minutes, which is some sort of speedy record for me. Verdict, massive dong for massive orgasms. It makes me wonder what it's like to be a woman. <laughs> and I'm sure that phrase will be sampled in some future fucking song contest. But I'm sure, but dude, think about it. If you had a cunt for a day, what wouldn't you stick into it? 
And I would stick, <laughs> I would stick so much things into it that I would hurt myself. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying. It makes me wonder. When you hear terms like, like I vagina? busted my guts. Yeah. Like I hurt my thorax, my, you know, my uvula. <laughs> my thorax. That, with, with <laughs> no, dildo. but seriously, my womb was full, you know, was full yeah. <laughs> that day with uh, this uh, bowling pin. You know, it's exactly. It's like, what wouldn't you stick in there? Right. Just if you had one for a couple hours. We don't have those same kind of opportunities. No, we don't. I mean, we can stick our dick into things, but I don't think it's the same. No. So people go check out the Sick and Wrong Forum. You can find it right off the main page, sickandwrongpodcast.com. Uh, thank you, everybody out there, for subscribing to the show on iTunes and giving us all these comments. Seriously, you're really helping us out. You're boosting our rankings and also just exposing the show to uh, you know quite a few more fans. And uh, yeah, so subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave us some comments. We really appreciate it. Also, um, dude, actually, I, I shipped out five t-shirts today which nice, is kind of a record nice job with the t-shirts you know but it's it's like usually it's like maybe one a day maybe right. one every two days today five right but five it's all about the dildos t-shirts. now well it's <laughs> the about the dildos toys. but you know i think you know what the thing is with me is the thought that one day you're gonna be walking down the street and you're gonna see somebody wearing a sick and wrong shirt and it's kind of like that tacit acknowledgement where you're like it's like fight club you're like yeah, you're a sick and wrong fan. You're part of the sick and wrong army. Really? Because so I'm going to cross the street and look the other way. <laughs> I don't well, know that just, guy. I don't want to know that guy. It's gratifying to me that there's a sick and wrong army out there of people wearing our T-shirts. So people, go buy a T-shirt. You really support the show. We appreciate it. Sick and wrong stores linked right off of the main page. Finally here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week uh, was sent in by Spaz. He says, attached to the Song of the Week submission... Talking Cat Blues by Ed Haynes. It's a folk song about a guy who beats his cat. So many folk songs have been written about that. Yes. Had a question. Back when you were on the Chav Kick, White English Kids Acting Black, you had a song of the week by a Chav band. All I remember is that the guy is talking about screwing his girlfriend's sister. Any idea what that song was? It was around maybe podcast 115 or 120. You know what I think it was? It was Goldie Looking Chain. I have no idea, but... I hope people know you can go to our website and get all the archived shows. Yeah, they're all archived in the archive section. So just section. go back and listen to it. I mean, I don't know. I would like to say, though, I'm still on the Chav kick. I still love the Chavs. They, <laughs> they still crack me up. And I Yeah, we never it. got off the Chav kick. No, I, we I just haven't Chavs talked about it. I mean, yeah. We're into tons of shit that we don't talk about. We only have an hour and a half. I'm pretty sure the band is called Goldie Looking Chain. You're probably right. Finally here, he says, and I also work with Jeff the Pizza Guy. Ask him for, for some more stories about the Mexican trannies he likes to pick up. <laughs> oh, oh the will. good times. Spaz. So yeah, Jeff the Pizza Guy, why don't you call the Sigurong Hotline and tell us some of these Mexican tranny stories. Come on, puff puff give. Why are you holding out on us? Seriously, dude, that's not cool. Not cool. People will be back next week with episode 173. Until then, take it sleazy. Oh, I was sick and now I'm drunk. <laughs> yeah, I beat my cat when he's been bad. He kind of brings me up when I've been sad. I beat my cat when he's been good. I beat him when he doesn't think I would. I beat my cat at the break of day. I beat my cat when other little kitties play I beat my cat when the night air falls I beat my cat Till he limps and crawls
Of course I don't beat them when other people are around. No, I pet them and tickle them and make a cute sound. But when the others go away, I'm freed to bash and slash and make the cat bleed. God, it's disgusting, of course I'm ashamed. Poor little creature, dismembered and maimed. It's a sickness, I know, a disease beyond measure. It's scary, cause it gives me a great deal of pleasure. They all know me by now down at the vet But nine visits in two weeks, who can forget? They all act suspicious, but I throw a good fake He fell in the oven and set it on bake But soon this cat beating will all be behind me I'll be too busy to let this curse bind me The ways of the past I am now rejecting For my wife and I in two weeks are expecting 